Welcome to the 14th episode of Guys Being Dudes Radio Season 2, our sub-podcast, Boys Peekin'. Today we talk Season 2, Episode 3 of Twin Peaks. Alright, welcome to Guys Being Dudes Radio the sub podcast boys peaking uh we're on the third episode of season two of twin peaks titled episode 10 the man behind the glass um before i get into it uh, uh good up bad up what are your thoughts another good episode man these things are strong uh, I know you say they keep they're gonna get worse at some point once we find the killer, but you know it's that's good so far. Really yeah. strong episode. Yeah. Um, we haven't, I mean, talked about it in a second, but uh, uh, usually save it for the end. But who do you have a, a better idea? Third episode. Who do you think uh, killed Laura Palmer? Well, we already know who killed Laura Palmer. Who killed Laura Palmer? Bob did. Ah. Or did he not? Or did he not? Um, oh, yeah, we saw it. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll get into the wiki here. Um, Cooper discovers a piece of paper bearing the letter B under Ronette's fingernail, matching the R under Laura's fingernail, and the T for three seconds. The previous victim of the same killer. Donna meets Harold Smith an agoraphobiac and one of Laura's meal on wheels deliveries. Agoraphobiac. Agoraphobiac. Okay. Pretty sure it's agoraphobia. I, I've literally no idea. Um, Leland reveals Bob's real name is Robertson, a man who lived near his childhood summer home who used to flick matches at him and ask, you want to play with fire, little boy? Cooper realizes the letters are attempting to spell Robertson. Blackie drugs Audrey into a comatose state. Jacques' older brother, Jean Renault, schemes to use her to lure Cooper to One-Eyed Jacks to kill him and avenge Jacques. Shelley refuses to testify about Leo's involvement in the mill fire, leading Cooper to suspect her disability scheme. Uh, Gerard... Uh, selling Truman shoes, sees the poster of Bob and is overcome with lightheadedness. Realizing James and Maddie are falling for each other, Donna laments at Laura's grave that things are more complicated with her dead. In a trance state, Jacoby identifies Leland as Jacques' killer, leading to Truman, uh, leading Truman to arrest Leland. Donna discovers a secret diary of Laura's hidden at Harold's house. Oh. Wow, that's a hell of a sum up. Yeah. <laughs> Resquished it all in. Uh, yeah, another good episode. Uh, I've got like a, a quite a page of, of notes for the scene by scene. So we we open on Ronette uh, seizuring. Freaking the F out. Yeah, uh, seizuring. And uh, uh, Cooper, I don't know if something convinces Cooper to do this or, or he saw it or if he just goes for it but um he goes under uh he just goes for a fucking fingernail and pulls out the beat um, yeah it's like they already swept the body would have assumed they had found that already right maybe they maybe because she wasn't dead they had assumed that she didn't have a letter jammed under one of her fingernails but i don't know um uh, somebody had tainted her IV, I think they said. Uh, yeah, it was like freaking Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cooper brings Albert and Harry in close, and he's like, let's stand together for a moment. Uh, I believe I was visited by a giant twice. And, uh, Harry and Albert are taken aback, and I think Albert makes a comment, like a comment, like, is he really going to the door? Yeah, I the first, like, I was like, is Albert actually going along with this stuff? Like, because he doesn't, like, give, he doesn't give uh, Cooper a bunch of shit about it at first. And, like, in previous episodes as well, 
Yeah. I'm like, Albert doesn't believe in this stuff, does he? Like, it doesn't make any sense for him to. And then he finally made the comment. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. We're good. Your, your big old speech. Um, yeah. Uh, we get a, I just wrote, I mean, it's, it's a long, it's longer scene, but I, I really just wrote in my notes. Harold Smith is super creepy. Uh, the, the shut in lets Donna in to his house and is just like, I, uh, odd. He, he kind of explains some of the, the situation and that he's into flowers. I, I don't know. I, I Harold Smith is a is a interesting character over the next couple episodes. Um, he's uh, he's something so far. The um, I don't think they've revealed too much about him yet. Just, no, I mean just a shut in. Just a shut in. Has Laura's diary. Yeah. Then we cut to the police station. Cooper has a chalkboard, um, all set up with. Everyone it's like who's... the simplest circle and chalkboard. Yep, <laughs> yep. With everybody you've seen by. Um, and I believe it's Maddie... Maddie, Ronette, Paul... Maddie, Ronette, Sarah, and Coop. Um, yeah. Yeah. But only Ronette's seen her him in person. In person, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, he, he said the, the letters are going to be a clue and related to the Giants clues. Uh, he rattles off the Giants clues for them, I think, here. And then, uh, I think Albert makes a comment like, the Giant, did you give him, like, beans in exchange for a cow or something? <laughs> the, yeah, the magic beans for the cow. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Cooper's like, no, I gave him my ring. And it because his ring's missing. <laughs> Without um, missing a beat, too. <laughs> he, he, Cooper knows he's being made fun of, but like, yeah. he still just goes right with it. Um, yeah, he, he explains that the, the bee, Albert explains the bee was cut from Flesh World. And um, he starts to he kind of describe, or he, he, I think he says something about who, uh, the, the fact that the trail's gone cold on, on Cooper's killer. Yeah. Like, leading into that, he's like, do you got the picture? And I think Cooper says, even got the frame. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really like that line. I really want to use it at some point in my life. Uh, get the picture, even got the frame. It's pretty solid. Um, and then he mentions that uh, Cooper was shot with James Bond's gun. Uh, <laughs> P991, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, Walter P something or other. So... And then I think he, he insults Harry a couple more times, and Harry, like... Yeah, don't drag your knuckles on the ground. And then Harry gets off of his shit, and one of the greatest moments in this show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing during Albert's speech. So Albert grabs his collar back, pulls him in closer, and then <laughs> gives a speech basically explaining he's a pacifist while the music kicks in. And it's just so fucking wild. Like, I think he said he's an, uh, I wrote down this, I'm a hatchet man in the fight against violence. Yeah, I'm for King and Gandhi. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I, I, he walks with King and Gandhi and that his concerns are global. And um, he says, you know, uh, love is important to peace or whatever. And he lets go of Truman. I think Truman lets go of him. Yeah. And there's like a brief pause. He's like, I love you, Sheriff Truman. And then he walks out. <laughs> and then was, Albert's path is a strange and difficult one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so fucking wild. I... <laughs> God damn it. That, that scene is so jarring when it happens. Especially since he's such a dick to everybody, so it's like it's just so out of the freaking blue. Yeah, that he's a uh, <laughs> pacifist, so a uh, militant pacifist. <laughs> That's an oxymoron. Uh, then we cut to oh oh the they also tell Coop and Harry that uh, the cocaine and. Um, James's motorcycle was uh, the same batch that uh, Leo and, and Jock have, so it, it's likely not uh, James's, which they already kind of knew. Uh, 
he goes outside or he goes to the front of the police station. Uh, Cooper does to confront James, and he's like, "I, I don't want to be here again." Um, it, I know, I know that the, the he's trying to get across, but he keeps like interrupting and stopping James, and then he's also like, "If you ever need anybody to talk to, like, come talk to me." And then he kicks him out of there. <laughs> he doesn't let James say anything. <laughs> well, I also appreciate like, don't try to solve this all on your own. Yes. Exactly what him and his stupid freaking friends have been doing. Yeah. And also, like, creating problems and not uh, helping solve the case, actually. Yeah. So, They've literally done nothing. They have been zero help. Yeah. It's pretty great. So, uh... Yeah, so he kicks James out, and then um, Hawk is talks to Lucy because Lucy's generating as many words as she can with R, B, and T in them, I believe. Yeah, and uh, Richard, uh, something rather, he's a foppish British man who works at the Horn Department store. Turns out to be Lucy's guy. Um, Richard Tremaine. Yeah, calls him Dick. Um, Hawk is not partial to this gentleman, and um, he makes not that native people don't have enough reason to be. Yeah, that's pretty great. He's he's addicted to this guy. He's addicted to Dick because uh, Andy didn't want to be there. Was was very upset by this guy showing up. To be fair, I was very angry when this guy showed up. He's so yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He sucks pretty hard. Uh, he works in uh, the Horn Department Store luxury men's wear section or something. Luxury- I have to imagine this is top of the line, obviously. <laughs> I mean, can't you see how he's dressed? And he's British. Um, is he actually British, though? <laughs> like, it sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have uh, recast it as Pierce Brosnan. but uh, uh, Honestly. <laughs> It's basically a Pierce Brosnan knockoff, so... I mean, well, he's clearly here just to be a pretentious dick. Yeah. Um, dick shows up. Hawk, yeah, Hawk breaks, like... Well, he's trying to talk to Hawk or Lucy or something, and, and Hawk doesn't say a word to him or shake his hand or anything, but he, he mentions prohibited and, and robot. robot. Yeah. <laughs> and then walks off. RBT words. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's when Dick is like, did I do something to upset him? Not that Native peoples don't have, like, reasons to be upset or anything. <laughs> Just mix in some vague racism there real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we get uh, cut to, oh, Leland showing up at the police station to explain to them that he knows Bob, um, Robert, that he lived um, in the family summer home on Pearl Lake. He lived nearby or was like a neighbor. Yeah, it was like two houses down. Empty yeah. lot and then a white house. Yeah. And he would flick matches at him and uh, be creepy, saying How close are you getting to this guy that he could flick matches at you? Maybe he's got a maybe he's got like a, a real strong fingers. Big flick. Oh, then again, he is, seems to be able to travel to people's dreams, so Yeah, maybe he's maybe flicking him in his dreams. So, um he and then I think Leland also, like, flicks a match, like, perfectly into the ashtray. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Um, imitating Robertson, saying, you want to play with fire, little boy. Um, I think they send Hawk. Yeah, Hawk to, to, go to go, the house. Yeah, to go to figure it out. And then we cut back to Double R Diner. That's where, um, I don't think we saw Norma or her no. husband. Nope, it was episode. just uh, the Scoobies and yeah. what's-her-face. I don't even think Shelly was working. Like, no, we don't. Shelly's still in the hospital slash on her way to the police station. Yeah, yeah. So Lucy, um, Lucy's there on her date uh, with Dick, and he's ridiculously boring. He's talking about how he uses mnemonic devices to remember and categorize orders, and um, he. I don't even think he, he's using that phrase or <laughs> the strategy correctly, but it's... He's, he's talking about, like, this strategy called, like, chunking or something. And it's just no, no, not... that, that's that's eating. That's the eating part of it. Piling? Piling, 
Yeah, so he's 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 ridiculous, and uh, she's not in- interested. And then he says, like, you know, I do you think it's strange that I I just keep my fork in my left hand the whole time? I don't uh, I don't switch it from hand to hand or whatever. Uh, it's the European way. Yeah, he's like it's the European way, and I think Lucy says my mom just called it piling, like piling <laughs> food in your mouth, and um, he. He gives a bunch of excuses about why he hasn't called her back. And she said, I think she said that they like went on dates for six weeks or something every Thursday for six weeks. Uh, Wait, I thought it was just like a one night stand. I, I swear she said something. Maybe it was like four weeks, like that. She saw him every Thursday for four weeks or something. But that, the last. I lost your um, phone number. I worked for. Yeah. <laughs> We were yeah. Thursday night for three months. You're right. You're right. I'm three months. Oh, there you go. Um, that's a that's a hell of a lot of work to put in, Dick. Uh, also, it's like you promised me a dress. It's like, and we'll work it out with my thirty percent discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you promised. You promised you take me to Seattle for dinner in the the Space Needle, but instead you took me to Pancake Night at like <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then he's like, yeah, I lost your number. And she's like, I worked for this sheriff. You could have called 911. <laughs> of course, and Lucy. Then she makes a little scene that no one really seems to care about. Like, if you're in a diner yeah. and someone's just screaming about being pregnant, you'd be like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, but nobody no gives seems to give a shit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Uh, then... Yeah, that's with the dress. He offers her the dress, and she's like, what about a maternity dress? <laughs> <laughs> And then cut to cut to the our Scoobies. Scoobies here, who are sitting on the same side of the booth. <laughs> yeah, yep, flirting. It's well, okay. So it's it's James and, and Maddie. Um, there, James is upset about Donna being uh, horny. Horny. Um, yeah. Donna just wants to be also, more like also, Laura. Oh. Also, yeah, basically, yeah. Also, the they're now added to the soundtrack when the Scoobies are. Uh, romantic that 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 song they recorded plays in the background. I don't know if yeah. you caught that. Yeah, I did. Um, also, yeah. just FYI, uh, Dick, the actor that Dick apparently he's like a normally a soap opera guy, so is he very well cast for this show? <laughs> um, so I wrote down James's quote because it's just like it's even for the 90s, this still feels, or I guess late 80s, early 90s. This feels still very stupid. Um, she acted like she wanted to do it with me through the bars. Um, <laughs> I guess, man. I guess that's how you'd phrase it. Like, I, these kids are supposed to be like eighteen, right, or seventeen yeah. at least. I don't know. It's 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 just like then they're holding hands, and uh, Donna comes in on Maddie and James for the first time this episode. It happens again. Um, I mean, them. at first I was like, you're freaking out. Like, they're just holding hands. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like, she she's freaking out and she's being like a huge bitch about it. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. About it. Just being like, uh, rude about the whole thing. And then like is blowing James off and James can't find her. We'll get to that. But like. Yeah, the Scooby suck. I hate him. So literally, literally call him stupid. Other yeah. than he was yeah. bright and charming and intelligent, none like anybody else I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. She insults uh uh, uh Maddie and and James and then storms out. And then we cut to Emery and Blackie. Uh, Just, they... which, all right, they're pretty evil. I get that, but like, getting someone addicted to heroin is pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> It's a that's a that's top tier. That's like a, the SNL uh, skit where they have The Rock and all like the the cartoonish villains, and he's like at a, a villain convention, and they're all yeah, like yeah. shrink ray and like a volcano activating device. He's like, I made a robot that molests children. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I thought we were doing evil things, so I made the evilest thing. Okay. Uh, Heroin's fucked up, man. Yeah, super fucked up. Well, I don't know if you caught that. Blackie also mentions that, like, just like your dad did to me or whatever. Yeah. 
just like her daddy did to me. And uh, em- Emery, I don't. <laughs> if I'm Emery, I'm just like I want out of this shit. I don't know why he would be a party to any of it. Like as spineless as this fucking dude is, you're telling me the minute he gets back stateside, he's not going to horn to Jerry or, or Ben to directly and being like, "Hey, I." everything's fucked here's where your daughter is please don't fire me <laughs> honestly at this point he should just leave he's gonna get killed regardless of what he does yeah yeah like he's it's he's I think, like i don't want to lose my job it's like dude you're the manager of a department store this isn't life-changing here also blackie makes a point to be like you're gonna die like <laughs> <laughs> yeah blackie blackie drags up audrey um yeah they argue about whether or not they need help Oh, well, I'm plenty of help. Yeah. Um, Which, let's, let's be real, you're a heroin addict. I can't imagine your help's going to be all that good. Yeah, Blackie also being a heroin addict. Uh, I, it's not relevant except for that one scene. <laughs> it's just to show that they have power over her. That's all it's for. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, we cut to Gerard trying to sell um, Sheriff Truman some shoes for the, the department. Just a uh, bunch of plastic-ass looking boots. Yeah. And uh, that's when he stumbles upon the um, picture. Yeah, the, uh, the Bob. Or whatever. Yeah, the drawing of Bob and like runs to the bathroom to use his medication. Um, yeah, but I just wrote like parade shoes. Uh, he's going through the shoes and it's like, like steel toed boot. Um, then it's like some like fancy shoes. Like if you and the boys do some like parading. <laughs> the fourth, he names two days where you'd actually need to do that. Yeah. The world day and the fourth. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, so then Sheriff Truman, while George goes to the bathroom, goes to his office where Shelly is. And I don't think we see Cooper until like he speaks. Yeah, no, he just walks in. He just thought it was those two. And then yeah. Cooper's right there. He's <laughs> is, is right on the other side of the, like, the camera, effectively, right? Like, he's. He's standing adjacent to the cameraman. So Shelley's is basically telling the sheriff, like, I love Leo. I don't have to I don't have to say anything against him because he's my husband, right? And um it's there's like one or two back and forths, and then it's just like snap cut to Cooper. He's like, All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Truman's like actually trying to do his job. Yeah. He's like, No, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And- Cooper's yeah. just like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> so Cooper, yeah, Cooper's like, it's uh, also Cooper, like, Cooper makes a couple of comments, like, basically th- not threatening, but implying that Shelly is like gonna get shitty Leo back again. And it's funny because as soon as Cooper is like, whatever, um, Shelly, uh, Shelly's like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's actually starting to get her. Is like, oh wait, that would be bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because Cooper's like, you know, maybe uh, some miracle medicine and, you know, nine months of hard work. Uh, you'll get the, the Leo you know and love back. <laughs> and she's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, which should be her first concern. Yeah. Um, so as soon as he kicks her out, Truman's like, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, it smells like an insurance money scam. He doesn't say not my problem, but they move on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think he does point out, like, she's not the one pulling the strings or something. Like, somebody's got to be... Which, oh. why would he think that? Like, there's no reason for him to actually think that. Um, smart enough to think of it. Yeah, but but that's the thing, is, like... He probably doesn't think Shelly's a dumb enough, like, skeevy enough to do that. Someone else has to be convincing her to do yeah, it, I guess. I think that's what it is. We also don't see Bobby this episode. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, man, big Bobby fan here. <laughs> he killed the guy. Um, yeah, then we, we, we cut back to the bathroom. Gerard, like, drops his medicine and... Um, Which, like, what the hell was that medicine? How many things... <laughs> or I, heroin. I, take, I, so I was thinking, I was like, is he chewing up right now, man? Um, but, like, how many... Maybe it was different back in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, did you actually have to take medicine like hey, that? Did hey, you shoot yourself up in the bathroom? First... First or second episode, there's a nurse who's just shooting shit into Sarah Palmer's arm. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. I do. Freaking narcotics just straight to the veins. Yeah, I do. I I don't. 
I we could be completely off base here, but I I would not be surprised if late eighties, um, like just, just giving yourself shots of shit was more common. Just, just hand out some morphine. <laughs> well, like I I, my grandmother's older, but like even even her, it's like she has um, she just had like shots of stuff. She's like, oh yeah, like these are these are my shots. I have to give myself my shots, and I'm like, Christ, dude. <laughs> Um, why, why is this generation the opiates? Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, Gerard fucks up his medication. He comes out seemingly, I don't know how else to put it, possessed uh, or a different person. Definitely possessed. I'm going to go with possessed. And he's like hunting someone. Um, he says like, ah, oh, you're close. I can smell you or like I can feel you. I, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, he's just like, Bob. Yeah. And then he's like sweaty as all hell. I uh, don't think we see him the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And then it, his voice changes too. Yeah, and... yeah. His posture, everything. Um, quick. His arm didn't grow back. Though. His arm didn't grow back. It switches arms. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Asian um, businessman. Yeah, ponytail Asian uh, spooky man. Is seen listening in on, uh, I think Jerry and Cooper. Oh no 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 no. Ben and Ben and Cooper. Ben and Cooper. Ben and Cooper. Um, ben and Cooper talking about. Um, ben Audrey. just basically how much he hates his daughter and how stupid she is, and yeah. no one should talk to her. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, Cooper comes to ask, like, "Hey, what's up?" and because he reported her missing, and he's like, I reported her missing. She does this from time to time. Um, I care less about your daughter. Yeah, and then um, he's like, uh, yeah. do you have the... He basically is like, uh, are, do you have the hot to my daughter? Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just short of like, do you want to bang my daughter? Uh, but I think Cooper said I, I have... I've I don't care that you want to bang my daughter. Yeah, yeah, that too. It's like, I've struck up an acquaintance with it. Is how Cooper puts it, which is pure Cooper. Um, uh, then Ben has a whole thing about how, like, Audrey Spell, like, she's going to line up men. Okay, he, here's the thing. He jumps from analogy to analogy, and he does, like, four of them. Or, or metaphor or whatever. And, like, it's... First, it's... Audrey's like, got a spell on men or, or people or whatever... If you don't want it, it you're you're gonna be like another duck in the shooting gallery. So if you don't want your tail uh, feather tail feathers full of buckshot, uh, you should park your jalopy outside someone else's window. Yeah, there it is. And <laughs> and then um, he's like, Cooper's just like, I'm, you know, it's prof- I'm, I apologize, but it's professional concern, blah blah blah, and um you know, my, my urge to do good or whatever. And he's, I think Ben's like, Oh, it's noted. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he goes on to be like, you know, as soon as I hear back from her, I'll, I'll put a candle in the window and like, you'll be the first one to hear. So it's just like, it's him jumping from thing to thing. <laughs> and uh, I think Cooper's like, thank you. And Ben's like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then walks off fucking smoking his cigar. Um, Dude's gonna have some serious mouth cancer. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Audrey meets Jean. Um, how do you feel about Jean, the third Renault brother? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what third? Oh right. Bernie, right? Bernie in, in all of one. He's in two episodes. He's in, he's there in one, and then he's in a body bag in the other. Yep. Feeding um, feeding Audrey chocolate for no real reason. I thought it was a caramel. Oh, caramel chocolate, same thing. Um, I think it was a chocolate-covered caramel, maybe. I think he says, like, you need sugar or something. That's all you need. And then proceeds to shoot him up, shoot her up with more heroin. More heroin, yep. Um, they put together um, who Cooper is, and, and John wants to kill Cooper. Uh, Which doesn't make any sense. Like, Cooper's not responsible for his death. Like, Yeah, either of them, technically. It really didn't um, make any sense to me. Like, why? Why is his beef with Cooper? I mean, I think what is it? Le- Leo killed Bernie, right? And yeah, and then Leland killed Jock. Yeah, 
I think it's because Cooper was involved in the arrest of his brother, but, like, why wouldn't he want Truman or, like, Leo at this point? Like, <laughs> seriously, the reason that he got caught, it's not the cops' fault that he got caught. <laughs> also, this brings to mind, like, why was Jacques cool with, like, Leo after Leo killed his fucking brother? Because <laughs> Leo's got all the power, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Comatose Leo. Um,. Yeah, so Audrey, I just wrote Audrey meets Creepy Jean. Uh, Jean shoots her up, feeds her chocolate. They, they put together who Cooper is, that he's in the FBI. Emery says, like, yeah, he's in the FBI. Um, the, um, this the, business. They come with a really complicated plan. Yeah, so also, also, Jean is with um, Nancy, uh, Blackie's sister, whose name is Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> who's actually black maybe i can't tell it's wild um and then they they still plan on killing audrey but the super complicated plan is jean is going to be the go-between for blackie and emery to deliver the tape of audrey and then get the money and in exchange for audrey but the plan is to still kill audrey because i think I think Blackie just says, oh, she's got to go up north after this. Or the deal's, like, squad or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, she can't live. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, which is, killing Audrey seems like the last thing we should be doing. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, and it's, it's like, hooking her up to heroin is also unnecessary. So much of it is unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that she doesn't have the resources to just leave this place. Like, just lock her in a room. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I also like here's the thing there are other girls working there who have seen Audrey and have presumably at some point worked at the perfume counter, meaning they went to high school with Audrey. So, that's true. I don't know. That's the thing, too. Like, let's, I don't want to revisit the school thing. I think we've brought it up, like, every other episode. But why is nobody, like, mentioning that none of these kids are in fucking school? I think... <laughs> I think it's just easier to skip back then. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, God. So, uh, we get a quick, quick scene of Harry and um, uh, Cooper taking a break. And Gotta get those donuts in. Gotta get those donuts in. Um, what... I think that's when Harry learns Josie's coming back and Cooper's like, we got to bring her in. And Harry's like, you got to let me talk to her first. Uh, poor Harry. Uh, I know he didn't deserve this. So Cooper's like, yeah, you can, you can bring her in, but like, she's got to come in. So, uh, we don't see Josie this episode. I think they said two days or something. Um, uh, and they go to the bathroom and they find, uh, sure. hot heroin. Yeah. Um, is that? Uh, that's one of the clues with Giants clues. Like, without, yeah, yeah. Without chemicals, he points. Yeah, he picks up the 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 spent drugs. Um. Then we go to the hospital again with Nadine, and which is this scene's insane. Yeah, I. Oh my god. I'm not a fan of the Nadine plotline, and it is not the. It, it's. I think it's bad. It's also nowhere near the worst plotline coming down the pipes. Um, so I, mean, I just have no clue where this could even be going. Like, they, what is the point of any of this? They're strapping her in to the hospital bed because apparently she already broke a bunch of shit. And Doc Hayward or whatever uh, recommends like singing to her specifically. And uh, Ed is like, uh, sure, but we gotta be alone. And he holds her hand and he sings uh, Top of Old Smokey. And around the third part of it, she like squeezes his hand to like almost crushing it and then break, You hear break. the crunching and then she breaks multiple steel chains. Yes, yes. And then starts clapping and then doing a cheerleader cheer. And then she says... Tonsillitis or not, Doc Hayward said I can still try out for the cheerleaders. And Ed is just perplexed. I don't even think he says anything. 
really? And she's like, you know, you're only 18 once. And then it's like we get like a funny music sting and it zooms out. <laughs> this poor man. His life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> poor Ed. Um, I wrote this because he had been in one or two other scenes. There's a doctor with like a sick mullet and mustache as an expert. <laughs> um, he's just there. He's like bending over, throwing away some trash or something. Uh, we go into Dr. Jacoby's room. Um, all set up with his Hawaiian bullshit is what I wrote. Um, yeah, and his his wife's name is Yulani, which I don't know if you remember that from Parks and Rec. Is it from Parks and Rec? Um, Ben's father's girlfriend. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Yulani means cheerful. <laughs> um, Christ, that'd be hilarious if it, it's not the same actress, but fuck, no. that'd be great. Um, do you think? That was a Twin Peaks rep? I don't think so. Anyway. I mean, knowing those guys, it could have been. Yeah, very well. Um, your, your Wi-Fi is broken. Um, yeah, this is my wife, Alani. She lives on, uh, I think, like, I think he implies she lives in Hawaii. Uh, she's just wild. And he's like, we're, we're trying a creative uh, uh, kahuna healing method or something. Um, so... Do you think he suggested they hypnotize him or Cooper did? I think he did. Like, clearly he's ready to go for it. He's got his own freaking routine going. Yeah. Did you like his routine? Just like I'd be on a golf course. (laughs) Yeah. And the golf course envelops him. (laughs) And you you hit the putt. (laughs) Um... And uh, he, he makes uh, Truman hold a rock. Yes, uh, Truman's on the edge of the bed holding like a geode. One of the uh... yeah, and then but the best part is like in the middle of it, he puts it down a little bit, and Cooper's like, "Harry, hey, you gotta keep it up." Um, <laughs> even the Jacoby's eyes are like closed at that point. I think. Yeah, there's um, no reason for him to even know. Yeah, so he's hypnotizing him, and then he talks about they're trying to talk to get him to, to remember what happened at the hospital. He, he goes back to when he was attacked, and then he goes to being in the hospital, and he's like, these are other people who are here. And then I'm dreaming. I'm at a place in Hawaii, um, and uh, I'm there with a bunch of Nigerians, uh, and I'm juggling coconuts. Cooper, <laughs> Cooper got a kick out of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he's like, it's like, it's on his face, and he's like, oh, I know him. Like, after they are like, Yes, who else is there? He's like, I'm waking up. Uh, he didn't say Jacques, but he's like, Jacques sounds like a dog, like, <laughs> whimpering or something. And then he's like, The man, I know him. And then we cut to scenes of the forest, and the I think that intersection Laura disappeared at. But the, I think that's that every time they show that stoplight, that's supposed to be the intersection Laura disappeared at. And then um, we get Donna's little monologue. Yes. Which, honestly, I would have liked more if I didn't hate her character so much. It was actually one of the, some of the better acting that's happened in this show. Yeah, no, that, honestly, that, that's peak Scoobies. And unfortunately, everything else is just so much worse. Yeah, like, if they, if they were, like, I don't know. I don't know if they're just supposed to be very, like, soap opera in a world that doesn't even like mesh with that it, it's so weird um also i was thinking about it today like how would what genre would you describe this show as if you know mm-hmm. you know say flyers asked me like what's the show like and like the best description i could give is like it's a supernatural murder mystery in the style of a soap opera yeah yeah <laughs> and i i feel like with the exception of the teenagers now it's weird it's like all of the the romantic or most of the romantic or leaning romantic or teenage interactions feel very soap opera e but like cooper doesn't really mesh with the world cooper cooper's like out of the x-files um yeah and then everyone else is like Small town, so small town, yeah, and then Briggs is a whole nother fucking character. It's it feels so weird, but yeah, I, I would say 
I think you know that they're in the style of a soap opera, right? Um, we haven't we haven't seen the fake soap opera in a bit, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, we 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 go to Donna's scene. She's over Laura's grave, um, giving up. Uh, we're we're dealing with your problems. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Even though all of my problems are self caused. <laughs> yeah, she has a whole conversation and argument with Laura's grave. Um, mentions Harold Smith and how she's dating James now, and that um, Laura's so selfish, and that they were always solving her problems. And even now she's dead, and they're still trying to solve her problems. But I think the issue is with the Scoobies is that it's all self-imposed. Like they're only trying to solve it because they they're selfish. They're so, like yeah, right. They they don't want to just leave it to the cops and generally they don't contribute any net positive i guess the the big what has happened because of their work is like jacoby's almost died um (laughs) i mean they got the pendant i guess like (laughs) but they're the ones that buried it in the first place right but that doesn't change anything with the case like not really (laughs) um all they do is get the doctor really involved, and they could have that would have happened either way. So yeah, I think I think Cooper would have landed there eventually, but, but who's to say? So um, James storms into the Palmer residence to complain to Maddie because he can't find Donna and his mom. Um, this is the mom he hates. He's oh, I hate her. A, oh. An alcoholic whore. Um, something like that. Something like she was, that. She was lit up, though. We know that. Much. Yeah, she was lit up. Um, their song comes Smoke on. Smoke up, Johnny. He kisses Maddie. Then Donna walks in for the second time. Uh, to see them embrace, like holding each other, not kissing, but still. Well, they were like kissing, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I really don't remember. It's like I. It's all. Awesome. <laughs> It's all stupid. Um, so yeah, Donna storms up, or yeah, Donna jumps in her car, speeds off. Um, goes to chase her, screams in the street like, "Why is everything wrong?" Or whatever. Like it's your. No, but the best part is he goes after her while just like throwing a fucking lamp and picture frames on the ground. Oh fuck! I wrote that. Downstairs. I wrote that. I was dying. Oh my god! He's like, Donna, no! And he just fucking oh. yeets a fucking like lamp and like shit ton of pictures off of that like little little table side like coffee side table, couch side table or whatever. So literally, funny. literally, as Leland walks in and Leland like takes two steps, looks at the mess, and it's just like looks up at the camera like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, um, Maddie monologues a bit to, to Leland about how it's like she fell into a dream. Everybody wants her to be Laura. She doesn't want to be Laura. Even though you're trying to be Laura. Yeah, everybody's trying to be Laura. Uh, Leland uh, references Pearl Lakes to Maddie and uh, is trying to like console her. And I think he's doing a good job. Uh, cut to, they pull again. Uh, other side of the room. Turns Just out, standing right there. Yep, Truman and Cooper right there. Uh, to arrest him for the murder of Jacques. Um, we... Which, is hypnotism viable evidence in court? <laughs> Listen, Cooper's following dreams and his rock-throwing method at bottles. Like, <laughs> I guess, technically, they could say, like, Jacoby's a witness to this. Um, yeah, I mean, but the issue is his memory comes from... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, I, I mean, if, if that's the, it, comes down to right about that. I don't know if the, <laughs> right, 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 right. But if Jacoby's willing to go into court and say, like, I know this happened, I saw this happen. I don't think. I, I think what would come into question is like, how do you know this? Are you credible or whatever? But like, I think that's enough evidence to probably arrest Leland. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's weird that they didn't try to bring him in for questioning first. But yeah, they they go in and they're just like, you're under arrest. Um, Donna goes to see Harold, 
in her fit of uh, uh, upsetness. Which this why why would why would you go there? Like, yeah, why, why you he's weird. This guy for five seconds and he's already pissed you out a little bit. Like, yeah. it's, it's everything with Harold doesn't come. Um, also, there are way too many men in this town obsessed with teenage girls. Yeah, yeah, that seems odd for a town of a uh, was it a few thousand people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Donna, um, this is her, she finds Laura's other diary, um, which is important, but I, and the, you know, show ends, and, uh, I don't know if you want to weigh in on this, but, uh, uh who do you think shot Cooper? I mean, at this point, I feel like it's gotta be something with the, uh, Asian suit guy. Yeah. Guys, like, as far as we know, there's no reason that someone would have needed to shoot him. So it's something to do with his probably his ex partner and then this Asian dude. Yeah. What if it, they were shooting him to get an alibi because they were actually <laughs> killing a man at the same time? <laughs> it is the best alibi. Yeah, it's, it's a, another murder. Easiest way to cover up the first murder. Um, okay. So. What do you think uh, uh, least favorite part of this episode? Most upsetting most upsetting character decision. I mean, everything's good. <laughs> just anything, just, anything they do. I'm just so sick of it. Like, <laughs> um, but then they're Nadine's whole stuff. Like, I just like, what? <laughs> this is the second time we've seen her super strength. Yes. Yes. And now yeah. she thinks she's 18 years old. Yeah, I I think they're in their late thirties or supposed to be, maybe early forties, which is yeah, wild. Um, favorite part, best part? Uh, I love the uh, the hypnotism scene. Yeah. Uh, Al- Albert's speech that's got to be the top. <laughs> yeah, you you literally messaged us on the Discord right when it happened, and I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just like, I followed the footsteps of Gandhi and King. Yeah. It's just it so like, fucking pretentious. So I'm a pacifist. Dick. Yeah. I'm a hatchet man. <laughs> um, fucking great. Uh, would you, uh, uh, where do you, th- where do you think this Gerard Bob? Can... This what? Uh, one-armed man and Bob. What do you think their, their connection is going to end up being? Freaking no, are they both possessed by demons from the woods and like I mean, like that was weird. I wasn't expecting the one armed man to just magically become possessed and like so I think there's gotta be something supernatural with both of them. Somehow they're connected. I don't know, because Bob keeps showing up in people's dreams and multiple visions of him, like I don't know. This is where this is where the supernatural stuff's coming in and I don't totally have a handle on what the hell's going on with it yet. I mean, the the thing about the supernatural stuff is uh, season three is all supernatural, and the later we get into the show, the more prominent the supernatural stuff is going to be. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, at least, uh, for us to get to episode nine, I want to say, is, is around where the, the turn begins. Um, I... Uh, I I I don't know if we've has Cooper so this is this is something that every time I rewatch I I don't know if I remember or just keep forgetting but like obviously we know the bag smiling Cooper solved that that episode right that's the the, yeah. the body bag right the the without chemicals he points we think that's Gerard does he ever like the owls are not what they seem like figure out what that means we haven't figured it out yet at least yeah not that i'm aware of like no he meant he mentioned that clue in this episode they have not solved it yet yeah um he mentions it and then he also it's in the um it's in the alien readout uh but like i i don't i don't know (laughs) the the fucking giant too i love that like harry's just I He's totally Harry, okay with it. Harry, every time Cooper says some wild shit, is just like, well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> what was like, his voice like? <laughs> yeah. 
it was it was what was it? It was like it was they're like, yeah, was it booming or whatever? And um, he spoke softly. How tall is he? Did his head hit the ceiling? Very nearly. Well, and then Hawk Hawk's like the ceilings in the Great Northern have to be at least ten feet tall. At least. <laughs> Oh, uh, Christ. Yeah, how does how does a giant play into this, too? That's another one. I mean, I just have to assume it's similar to a dream, the, you yeah. know, the, the dwarf scene and whatnot. God, I'm I'm excited. I And then, like, in the real, like, world, we also have this Audrey plot that has to get resolved in the next... Uh... <laughs> we now have Audrey addicted to heroin. So yeah. We'll see how that goes for her. Dude, she, she kicks it. She kicks it uh, immediately. I'm... <laughs> I'm sure in this show that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of heroin now. I'm fine. No, I burnt off all those <laughs> I am. Um, fuck. I just love that they keep going like Renault brother to Renault brother. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, are there? I also. It's like disappointing that Nancy doesn't have a nickname, right? Like. Uh, I think that's a joke, though. Like. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Her sister's nickname Blackie. She's not Nancy. This is my sister, Nancy. <laughs> uh, Christ. Okay, I I got nothing else on the episode. It's a good one. Uh, well, I think we hit everything pretty well. Any anything you want to go at on? Anything you want to circle back to? Um, you know, I just think I think Cooper needs to kind of take himself back a little bit and come yep. up with a strategy. Yep. I feel like he's just going for too much. At Big once. picture. You know, and it kind of reminds me when you're playing this game called Stratego. Never heard of it. Uh, you've got to try to capture your opponent's flag, and you get so caught up in like what one piece is doing versus another piece that you kind of forget the big picture. And okay. you've got to, you've always got to make sure, you know, what is the end goal here versus always focusing on one little thing. And he's so focused on these clues right now, I think he's forgetting about the whole big picture of everything. Okay, but why wouldn't he just play Clue? <laughs> doesn't have enough teammates yeah that's fair that's fair uh <laughs> all right man we'll call it a podcast on that one good talk all right. night night